wrestling recaps, what if scenarios, alternate timelines, all that and more on High Spots, where two dudes just like you tackle some of the hardest hitting questions you may have about the squared circle. Tune in now. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, We're back for another episode of High Spots, the podcast. It's Alex here, and I'm here with Josh again. We're actually doing this over the phone, so it's going to be a little different. But, you know, we're here. We're ready to have some fun, and we're ready to give you guys a recap on Raw. How are you doing this morning, Josh? Doing good, doing good. Got a nice couple hours of beauty rest and uh, ready to get this going. I uh, watched Raw right before bed, so I would uh, have a fresh memory of it. So, So, uh, yeah, would you have nightmares or dreams after last night's episode? Neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's a little bit how it's getting to be lately. It seems like like it's all just running together. It's all weird now. Like, how has, you know, quiet shows become the normal? How has, well, you know, no fans and everything become what we're so used to and what we're so just, it seems normal now. I'm not expecting to hear a wild crowd. I'm ready for those awkward pauses and silences that's been going on. Well, by the time that we get used to this, which I feel like I'm already used to it about a month in now, um, I think once we go back, it'll be refreshing. Oh, uh, it'll but... be nice to hear crowd noise again. I can tell you that much. To hear some boos, to hear some cheers. I'm definitely missing that. I'm I'm really hoping for... Uh, going off subject but that we get a raw after mania type crowd for the first ever episode back with a raw after quarantine (laughs) raw after that's what they should name it yeah that's what we'll get we'll get raw after quarantine that would be fun that would be the the show to go to you definitely you know you were close to going to mania this year and you had all the shows going on around it you're gonna have to go to raw after quarantine well we'll see where it's located first (laughs) yeah yeah we gotta see what's going on there you know they might have it on the rooftop, you know. You hear that about Money in the Bank going to be on the roof of corporate towers? Yes, which definitely that's uh, subject for another video because I have a lot to say about oh, that. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about that. I think we're waiting until we hear all the qualifiers so we can truly make some really good predictions in that video. But absolutely, man, we got a lot to say. But, you know, I said, uh, mentioned at the beginning of this, it's going to be a raw recap episode. Right. We both watched last night. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. So basically last night started off with uh, Drew McIntyre coming out and cutting a little promo. Um, he talked a little bit about how he doesn't feel like Rollins should be next in line for the title shot. And then he just kind of allowed Rollins to be next in line for the title shot and say, I need to prove myself if he's one of the best. I thought that was a little strange. What did you What do you think about that, Josh? To be honest, I am perfectly okay with it. Um, yeah, you like? Yeah, yeah. I think that Rollins is the best first option right now uh, to kind of step through. Um, you know what other challengers he has going on right now. He already beat Brock, and then uh, they fed Big Show to him right away, which made him look dominant. Right now, they're feeding this the new uh, Zelina Vega stable at him right now, which is kind of just holding him over. Um, yeah, Rollins... I mean, I'd love to see Andrade again um, against McIntyre, but I think since Andrade is holding the U.S. title, they have other uh, decisions and things to make with him right now. 
So I don't see that being the next feud. So I definitely agree with you. I think Rollins is a really solid feud to start off with. Yeah, uh, and we and we've seen Rollins versus Drew like a few times on free Raw TV. I mean, uh, what last year two thousand, you know, nineteen, uh, late eighteen. I think we've seen them kind of get together a couple times. Uh, yeah, but we know those two can go. They can put on a good, sh- uh, good match. They can, but it will be very different because the psychology will be different, which I think we like to focus on more now with uh, the empty arenas. I like to focus more on the psychology. Rollins is one of the best heels in the modern wrestling era right now. And him in this role, as opposed to the forced babyface role he had against Drew, um, you know, it'll it was... be nice to see the uh, different dynamics in this match. Now that he can, you know, act right. a little differently in ring, and that's what I like about it. Um, we've seen this a few times, yet it feels so fresh and so new. That's what I like about it. I'm excited for it. I know. It's definitely going to be something exciting to look forward to at Money in the Bank. Going to be a really good match. Drew versus Rollins is definitely something that they're they're working towards being awesome. But as Drew was cutting his promo, you mentioned it. That stable run by Zelina came out and they interrupted him. Um, right. I thought that was pretty pretty good. Andrade didn't really get the upper hand on him. I felt like Drew got the better, getting the couple Claymore kicks in. That was pretty fun. What did you think of that? I. Once again, I I enjoyed it. I love the new group. I think they're doing great in their role right now. Um, and it doesn't make them look weak per se. You know, they're going after the top champion. The champion gets the upper hand. It seems um, like everyone in that whole situation in this whole program right now is just having fun. And it really comes across like when I see McIntyre delivering these Claymores and his lines like parents. Put your kids to bed early because I'm going to slaughter Garza tonight. Like, that was just such a solid line. And the way he delivered it, like, you felt the energy coming across the screen. They're really all enjoying this role that they're in. So, yeah, they don't come out weak because everybody's just having fun and a good time in this role. And something I've I've noticed, too, watching um, these empty arena matches, um, like, for example... Austin Theory stands out to me because he was put in this situation due to all these circumstances when they were just trying to rebuild WrestleMania cards. Uh, and it turned out to be in his favor. And I mean, he's rocking the position he's been given. Like, he really is. So, and that's another thing. Like, let's say, for example, if these shows were with live audiences right now, um, sometimes lack of crowd reaction which is something that could have been very possible for Austin Theory like oh he's randomly put in this tag team he'd get no reaction and he would just fizzle out right now he has time to build off of this storyline and this group whereas he probably would have just they would have done something new because of how the crowd would have reacted to him so by the time the live crowds are back we will view it differently if that makes sense. Well, I mean, that's a great, great segue there. You mentioning Austin theory, because after the whole McIntyre promo and all that going on, we did get a qualifying match for money in the bank. And that was Alistair black versus Austin theory. Very and good opening. 
Yeah, yeah, that was an awesome, awesome match with uh, Zelina on commentary. So, I mean, I, I wrote here in my notes, you were just mentioning it, Austin yeah. Theory can wrestle. I, I've seen him a little bit, but I never really watched him. Man, that, that guy can go. And he's young, too. He's, what, 22? 22. Uh, so, any mistakes you see or any flaws you see, I mean, this this only gets better. Oh, yeah. He's he's going up from here. And, like, he, he put on a hell of a hell of a match against Alistair. And, I mean, I know Alistair Black still won, hit the black mats, and he qualifies for the money in the bank. But right. I don't see us not having something happen with Austin Theory at Money in the Bank. And my prediction is there's going to be some disruptions in the rank of Zelina's stable. I think yeah. we'll get Austin Theory versus Andrade for the U.S. title. I don't know if that'll uh, pull the trigger for Money in the Bank or if that'll be mm-hmm. later on down the line. But I do I, see that happening. I think they're going to hold on for a while. Um, I know the group's only been around for like technically a week, uh, maybe two weeks. Uh I think they should hold on to it for a while. Maybe if they want to be more short term towards SummerSlam, maybe. I always feel like it's easy to reset fuse between Mania and SummerSlam. So you have time to kind of build up and then start a feud. But I like the group. I don't want it to disband anytime soon. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's very nice. And there's not a lot of stables or groups really going on. So. It's a nice, refreshing thing, and them getting involved throughout different storylines and kind of just being out there to cause havoc is a a nice feeling on Raw. Something nice to kind of come across the the television screen there. Right, I but, definitely agree. Um, but you know, getting on to that later, we're gonna see. I don't even know what their group name is yet. Yeah, uh, we haven't but, even got an official name or anything for them. Just Zelina's henchman right now. Right. But uh, I know up next we have uh, Shayna Baszler versus Indy Hartwell. Yeah, I was going to say you were talking about a short-term group. Talk about a short-term match. That was uh, <laughs> that was nothing. That was a flash in the pan, man. Poor Indy Hartwell. Well, um, expected. Got the job done. Um, it, I mean, I'm going to say it. I'm getting tired of the basic Baszler character. I'm just – I'm – I'm over the arm crap. I'm over the I'm better than you. And then when it comes to like big name matches and everything, she's not getting things done. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm getting tired of her character. I feel like they needed to pull that trigger at Mania and they didn't. And now here we are. Well, that's the issue. The momentum was lost. Yeah. It and it's very hard when these things happen. I mean, I get why they did it. They wanted to put the shock back through that Becky was able to put away Shayna. Um, but, you know, we talk about short-term, long-term. It's been over a year with Becky as champion, and I don't think anyone would have complained about Shayna, uh, Shayna holding it for a little while. Like I said, it's just I, I've tired. I've soured on the Baszler character. I was a big fan of her, Queen of Spades, all of that. Like, it was awesome. Keep it up. But I'm I've tired on her. Well, I'm not enjoying anything I'm seeing. Last week's match, I thought it was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, her qualifying match. It was good. It, was, it wasn't it was anything special, obviously, because, you know, she broke Sarah Logan's arm. But now here we are, and they're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this gun gimmick. No. Or, I mean, on this arm gimmick. Right. I said trigger and thought gun. My apologies. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. 
But, like, why are they going to go ahead and start doing this? Oh, she's going to break everybody's arm gimmick. Like, doesn't everybody have an arm? Uh, the disarmor. Uh, like, I, I just, the bank statement put, you know, like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm sour on the Baszler character. Well, you know, it's it's kind of uh, playing it by ear right now. I I don't think it's the hottest storyline right now. And uh, I just feel like she's a victim of lost momentum. Uh, and this is what she's given. Uh, there's really not much you can do with lack of crowd reactions. So they try to add realism to it. Uh, wow. Definitely understand it. Uh, but I agree. It's really not my favorite. Um, you know, it's not something I fully put my attention to. I, it was what it was. It put over Shayna as a dominant force and that she's not done with uh, Becky Lynch. I, I hope. I, I hope there's more there. But I'm, like I said, I've soured on her character. And uh, speaking of soured on characters, the rumors that Vince McMahon soured on Ricochet and Cedric Alexander seem to be true with that pairing up that happened next. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think this is the best thing for these two right now. They I, put on a hell of a performance, man. Those two in the ring together, just uh, oof, a slew of moves, one after the other. And, you know, I remember I love Cedric Alexander. I love Ricochet. But when I watch, when I watch them in their singles runs, I felt like... I was watching the same person in a different form. They are the same being swan. Yeah, they they both had a little bit of a push. Remember, um, wasn't Cedric Alexander the masked guy? Uh, the janitor. Well, yeah, 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 the janitor. That storyline, and there, and we all thought there was going to be more with him. Ricochet got a matchup against Brock Lesnar. We all think there's going to be in like, I don't know, putting the two against them. Maybe as a dominant tag team, there could be something there for them. I, I think everybody's kind of soured on the fact that Uso's New Day and Miz and Morrison just seem to keep fighting each other, and Miz and Morrison just got back. Let's right. get a new tag team, maybe pop them over on SmackDown or do some crossover stuff again and really let something happen, you know? Yeah, I what I get with Cedric and Ricochet, I get a lot of London and Kendrick vibes. That, that was me. Yeah. Right um, it's just, you throw these, you have two guys, you have nothing to do, um, nothing for, and they just mesh very well. Their moves blend together for a lot of double team moves. And I, I went from, eh, you know, Ricochet and Cedric are on to, oh man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this tag team match. I was impressed nothing. uh Cedric got the pen. I was really happy for that. I was thinking Ricochet was going to get the pen and this was just there to help elevate him a little bit but when i saw that uh cedric got the pen i was like oh okay here we go this is something that this could really be a tag team this could really be something that they're going to go forward with yeah and the i know it's probably gonna be street profits taking on viking raiders in the first feud and let's (laughs) talk about that i know you saw some highlights did you even catch the little uh segment with the viking raiders oh did i see the segment with the viking raiders in their turkey leg carpool karaoke yes i saw that what the heck did they what what were they thinking with that this is what i thought right away i'm like well the revival got released (laughs) and then they browsed the roster (laughs) 
<laughs> Who can we mess with next? Um, I I don't know what to think of it yet. I I, I was really... shocked. So so like I told you, I watched the highlights and everything. So I saw that, and I thought at first it was just a trailer for the WWE's ride along. So I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. And then I went to the network, and I didn't see a ride along with the Viking Raiders, and I was like. Well, that would have been funny because it could have been like WWE Raid Along because the Viking Raiders, you know, they like to play on words. So I looked it up and it was a real promo. They showed that as a real promo. I was I was blown <laughs> away. So let, let's just go ahead real quick here. Let's just line this up for the next um, 10 minutes of Raw of what happened here. So after you had this odd pairing of Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, you get this terrible, weird Viking Raiders promo, which we can go into detail with, but there's really no detail to go into besides what the heck were they thinking? Well, then, yeah, go on. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I think we're still on the Viking Raiders. Um, so I'll let you finish share first and then I'll move on to the next subject. I was just going to say, the, the next 10 minutes of Raw were so strange when you had the Viking Raiders promo, and then immediately after, the Kabuki Warriors are just weird at this point, running around, yelling and screaming. And then immediately after, that Lashley and Lana promo that started off the weirdest running gag storyline, whatever it was, of the whole night. What the heck was Raw thinking in, the, in, in this time frame right here? I, I just loved how... Almost half of the entire portion of Raw was hyping Lashley flipping a tire over. Oh my god! And like, what is going? Sorry, I just still don't even understand. Like, well, it's I understand that they want to make Lashley look like this Mark Henry. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. When you see Lashley. Do you not already think, oh, my God, this dude could kill me with a punch? Like, he's built. He has the physique to already be strong. You don't have to show me his strength in backstage vignettes that make no sense. Put him out there in the ring. Give me two squash matches since you like your squash matches so much. And then start putting him up against big-name wrestlers and letting them just beat him, you know? Well, that doesn't matter. If he can't flip a tire, I don't oh, see yeah. him as a threat. You got to be able to flip a tire, man. That's the only thing. When I go to the gym, if the dude's not flipping a tire, I know I can take him on. That's that's Ex- my key. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been seeing your Instagram workout videos. I haven't seen any flipping of a tire. So You have to scroll down a little more. Oh, scroll down a little farther. Okay, my bad. I haven't gotten um, that low yet. <laughs> but, you know, I was actually also... I think I was more intrigued with Raw, too, because I remember in the news stories before Raw aired, there was supposed to supposed to be uh, a recently released uh, superstar appearing. And I saw a couple opportunities there. Um, immediately, I thought Drake Maverick, because he's in the Cruiserweight tournament. And I thought he was just going to be doing something, jo- be it jobbing or something. Uh, then... Um, I was convinced maybe they were teasing us. I, I was thinking out of reality for a moment that is Rusev going to show up in this And beat the gym. hell out of Lashley. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. thought that we might. 
might see something like that happen, but we never yeah. really got anything more with that. Like I said, it was just this weird running gag, weird running storyline for the second half of Raw that made really no sense. It, exactly. And they were mentioning Sarah Logan a couple times. I thought it was going to be her. Uh, but no, uh, looks like plans changed. Good old plans. Well, let's run through the next couple of matches really quick. Just going to kind of yeah. tell you all what happened on them. Um, you did have Carrie Sane versus Nia Jax. Um, they're just making Nia Jax look strong going into the Money in the Bank match. That was nothing. Um, it was a well, TV did you, win. Did you catch that little... Uh, I don't know if you call it a botch or just carelessness. Uh, there was a buckle bomb spot. Oh, yeah, where uh, she was thrown into it, uh, into the buckle. Into where, the yeah, buckle. Kyrie Sane was thrown into it and her head kind of whiplashed on the uh, very third uh, buckle. So. I did see that. I couldn't tell if it was a miscommunication, just something that went wrong, what quite happened with that. So, yeah, it looked, it looked a little nasty. But... A uh, quick win there for Nia Jax, um, you know, just rebuilding her. Yeah, making you know. her look strong. So she looks strong, heading in money in the bank. So absolutely. Um, you know, after that, we got one of my favorite moments of the night. Uh, Seth two chairs, uh, <laughs> the best promo. Uh, what the hell was he sitting on? That thing was well, epic. I was uh, more concerned. Was he sitting on the? Uh, arm. <laughs> was he? The... Sit- yeah, was he in the middle? Well, where was he sitting? How was the chair built like that? Yeah, I'm. I'm just um thinking he's gonna be sore once he gets up. Oh God! Yeah, you got <laughs> Becky two belts and Seth two chairs. That's the that's the next shirt I want. Somebody needs to make that black craft clothing. I'm uh, looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it basically put the seeds in. He accepted Drew's challenge uh to make it so... official. Yeah, Money um, in the Bank will have a title match, McIntyre versus Rollins. It's going to Monday Night Messiah versus Drew McIntyre. Pretty pretty good uh, card Money in the Bank is getting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm excited to do our prediction show on that. Hopefully we get it fleshed out a little bit more here after SmackDown and next week's Raw, and we absolutely. can really you know start to put our predictions out there. Um, but speaking of Money in the Bank and, you know, the matches next you had MVP fighting Apollo Cruz. I don't think anybody really thought MVP was going to be in the money in the bank, but right. Damn. Did Apollo Cruz put on a show to remind us why he should be in the money in the bank. He, he pulled out every move in his arsenal in a match against MVP. And you know, and Apollo was a weird case. I, I was watching this match and nothing against Apollo, but I just don't really care about Apollo. He has no character. They've still, years later, like, I remember seeing Apollo Crews in NXT and just thinking, oh, he's this smiley, happy dude. He's Apollo Crews. He's cool. He's never had a character. Well, you know, it's, you know, it could, I can't say whose fault it is. Is it Apollo for not really trying to, get out of his comfort zone or just WWE just not really care to regardless they're trying to reignite his push uh, and I think right now what they need to do in these empty arenas to get people to care is show off that athleticism so people want to see Apollo when he does come out in the live audiences and 
not sticking on that for too long. I think the empty arena, that is one good thing this is doing. It's they can giving help benefit these silent matches. You don't notice when a match is silent as opposed to when the crowd's wild and red hot for a performer. Some of these performers who wouldn't have that red hot crowd are really getting the benefit from the right. silence because everybody is having the silence right now. Exactly. So Apollo picked up the win here with uh, impressive. I forgot what his finisher was. That's how long it's been. So that uh, running power bomb. Yeah, the gorilla uh, press into the mm-hmm. uh, moonsault, into the running power bomb. Man, he he has an array of moves that he knocks out. So he's super so, talented. So MVP doing you know the job there, uh, putting over Apollo. So definitely enjoyed that one and then what what was after that i believe we had we had that weird ruby riot promo to remind us that this live morgan ruby riot thing was still a feud mm. you know how long this thing's been a feud well a member of the riot squad has been let go is how long this thing's been a feud you know it's once again this was just put in talking about these reviews it really just shows how long raw drags out yeah like this this match was nothing i'm i'm happy Liv morgan picked up the win i'm i love Liv morgan's character and i want to see what they do with her i don't have a lot of faith but i was really surprised they let her pick up the win with how ruby riot started off the match and how ruby riot got the promo before the match i really thought they were going with that and Liv morgan got the win and that made me real happy yeah, so, uh, you know, see where Liv goes with that. Um, I'm not sure if there are any spots in the women's money in the bank match yet. I, th- I think it's only for SmackDown right now. But Yeah, we've had four four people so far for the women's money in the bank. Um, okay. I'll go over that here at the end of the ma- at the end of this. We'll run over who all is in money in the bank for both men's yeah. and women's. But speaking so, of money in the bank, I mean, before we get to the next qualifying match, it went back to the Lana and Lashley promo. Like I said, this just was overarching through the whole second half of Raw there, and it was just strange. Again, nothing special happened in it besides Lashley finally flipping a tire and then thinking he can go to a bigger tire. So that was just odd. But then we got the uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match again after that, which was Rey Mysterio versus Murphy, Battle of the M's. And that was a pretty good match. I, I like watching Murphy fight. He he can put on a hell of a match. I I am a very big fan of Murphy, and I, I predict that him, Alistair, and Austin Theory are going to be the three names to hold us through the next generation. I stand by it firmly. I, I see where uh, you're coming from. I, I see some real talent in those names, like that they're going to be the next people that Austin Theory definitely has a bit of a baby face if he can mm-hmm. play his character right. I think he can be the next big person like that. Alistair Black's already been compared to Undertaker and could definitely be something along those lines. So I, I definitely agree with you. Murphy could definitely be the Stone Cold, the Rock, the kind of face to heel jumping character that really can command an audience with his move set. Yeah. Uh and I was shocked with uh 
Ray winning. I thought oh, yeah, Murphy... yeah. Ray won. That was mind-blowing. I thought Murphy was for sure going to the money in the bank. Yeah. Uh, definitely caught me off guard a little bit here. So, uh, but no, good. Uh, they, it's a name to add to the match and, um, what fun he could do. I, I was actually about to say some ladder spots, but I don't even know how the match is going to turn out, but, some, uh, um, copier and fax machine spots is what I want to see. Oh, <laughs> give me a mail cart spot. Let, let somebody be riding down the mail cart, you know, money in the tower. That's what we want. We'll see some, uh, paper cuts with some laminated paper <laughs> uh but right after this um we get charlotte um squash you know, match <clears throat> yeah uh we've we see a lot of these lately um we've seen a lot of squash matches lately it's nice to see some of the enhancement talent from nxt getting a chance to shine on these empty studio you know we're right here by the performance center why not give these people that are new to the nxt a chance to be on television and kind of see is this what's for you can you wrestle against a high profile performer you know right uh so you know charlotte gets the win uh in typical fashion nothing really of note here so i'm not gonna stay on the topic for too long and then, uh, yeah yeah no, no reason to stay on that topic too long at all right so, and then next, um, we, you know, I know they had like the final Lashley and Lana promo, but, uh, nothing happened. Nothing he happened. Said he wanted to basically, um, if he can flip a tire, he can go through the whole WWE universe. He's stronger than all of them was the whole just, key of this promo. And I'll just say this cause I'm not sh- I can't remember if this was the last time he appeared. He flipped the tire. Lana was like, oh, you can do anything. And then they leave. That was the big climax of the whole little story that they were going with. A whole overarching story for the whole night. That's what we that, got. Exactly. I, I am enthralled to see what they do next week. Um, but for so, a fun palate cleanser afterwards, we did have Andrade versus Tazawa. Loved it. I It was, uh, you know, quick little match, but they both got some offense in. Um, Tozawa's been looking really good in these situations here. Um, I want to say right now that hammerlock DDT that gave Andrade the win. Mm-hmm. Oh man, do I love that move! It is devastating looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Andrade picks it up, and uh, didn't he do this one from the uh top rope? So, yeah, uh, yeah, this Andrade picks up the win. He, you know. Needed, I feel like he needed the win. Um, you know, he lost to Drew last week, uh, and really was. And not kind to of... mention, this uh, was not a United States Championship defense, even no. though Andrade does have the United States Championship. Uh, he hasn't defended the title for a while. Understandably, yeah, he was I'm injured just, and other. I just stuff. want I want people to remember there is still a United States Championship out there. <laughs> so, up next, uh, Street Profits interrupt his little celebration. Oh, that was uh, hilarious! They come out. I'm I don't know. So, the Street Profits screaming on commentary for the next match for the next five minutes was a little much for me. It was hilarious at points. But my goodness, these guys 
Ooh, the street profits are something else. Uh, they are, especially Montez. No offense to Angela Dawkins, but my God, the charisma off of Montez Ford is insane. I uh, wish we would have gotten to see them wrestle, but I do. I have to say, whenever I hear Bianca Belair's mu- uh, music, I got to get out of my seat and bop my head. That That is the song right there. That is where it's at. And Bianca Belair can wrestle. She's strong. She's talented. And her paired up with the Street Profits is great. They are the wildness to her earthly groundedness that she needs. So I love what they're doing there. Um, Belair fought Santana Garrett, as you saw. Um, and she did get the win, picked up the win from uh, against Santana Garrett there. And you, if you weren't sure what show Bianca Belair was on, just look at her intri- uh, her ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> uh that was it was interesting but I didn't mind it. I thought it was funny. Uh so anyways, now with the main event, we get McIntyre versus Angel Garza. Um it was cool to see Garza in the main event. Like I feel was... they're doing a lot for this uh stable we were talking about earlier and putting Garza up against McIntyre, like I said. They all just look like they're having fun in this program. It was just a great match all overall. There was a it lot was. of a lot of outside involvement, but you know, that's what makes these so much fun. Yes, and uh the match wasn't as long as I hoped it would be. Uh Angel Garz and Drew are two of my uh favorites on Raw right now, so I was excited to see this matchup. Um you know, the result I knew it was going to go one of two ways, a DQ finish or Drew picking up the win. So Yeah, um, there, was, there was really no other way that this was going to end. But my goodness, seeing uh, Drew McIntyre doing that flip over the ropes on everybody, that was, that was worth it. That was worth the whole three hours of Raw right there. Oh, yeah. I, I was expecting just like a dive. I uh, was not expecting him to add the somersault. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was fantastic. <clears throat> So, um, basically, that ends Raw with uh, Claymore uh, Country. As yeah, Claymore it. Country. So, what would you uh, give uh, the rating for Raw this week? I mean, overall, I think it was a very decent Raw. I'm loving the consistent stable that's going on of Garza, Theory, Andrade, and Zelina. I really see a lot of talent there. And the fact that they can start off raw and finish raw and it doesn't feel tiring watching them is something that not a lot of people can do. I think a Bianca Belair appearance was nice and Alistair Black qualifying for the Money in the Bank. Overall, I enjoyed this raw. I personally would give it a 7 out of 10. How about you, Josh? What would you give it? That's fair. Um, I feel like going under a 7 is a bit harsh um seven is kind of like my lowest rating unless i absolutely hate it um i didn't hate it but i didn't really enjoy it there was nothing special about this raw nothing that jumped out you started off hot with uh austin theory and alistair and then you kind of dwindled after that you know you kind of got back on track with murphy and ray stuff like that but um it's, I don't know. I would say a seven out of ten. Yeah, um, I loved 
Theory versus Black. I really enjoy that. Um, I enjoy seeing character development also. I know we crap on it, but um, when I see character development for the Viking Raiders and Lashley, regardless of what it is, um, that's, to me, better than Viking Raiders coming out and, oh, they're just bland. Or Lashley coming out. Oh, he's just bland and still is. But uh, I like seeing character development in this current situation we are dealing with right now. So the current landscape of wrestling. Right. Well, I think you said it best. I think some of the best matches of the night were the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Um, So far for the Money in the Bank, I'm going to go ahead and give a rundown for the men's Money in the Bank. We've got... Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, and Apollo Crews. And then on the women's side for the Money in the Bank, we've got Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Dana Brooke. So pretty decent uh, lineup so far for both matches. A few uh, dark horses, I feel like, already. Like you got Apollo Crews and Rey Mysterio both in the Money in the Bank, and then you got Dana Brooke in the Money in the Bank. Um, I'm excited to see what they're able to do, and like I said, we're going to have an episode where we go into detail, Absolutely. talk all about what we think is going to happen with the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to it, looking forward to the concept. Well, I just got to go ahead and say thanks again for you know coming on the, this morning, Josh, and you know doing this recap of Raw. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, make sure you check us out. We're streaming on multiple different websites now. We're on Spotify. We are on um, Apple Podcasts. We're on Anchor. We're on multiple different ones. So please, if you're enjoying the content, check it out. Tell your friends. We got all kinds of new stuff coming, stuff coming out all the time. Um, Josh, it was great to be with you this morning. Thank you. Great to be with you as well. And don't forget, please like us on Instagram and Facebook as well. All right. That's going to do it for us. You guys all have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to High Spots, the podcast. Awesome. Thank you.